Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The LSU Tigers. LSU wins the BCS. Yes. One team, one heartbeat. The New Orleans Hornets select Anthony Davis. And that's him. Mardi Gras about to break out. Talk about my thing. To the 20. Geis. Touchdown. Who that? This is the Chris Gordy Show. Hour number two gets underway here on the Chris Gordy Show. Sports 1280 New Orleans. Coming to you live from the Oscar Performance Center here in Metairie as we get ready for New Orleans and Houston. Have their joint practices as they prep for their preseason week three game this Saturday in the Superdome. And join us now to talk a little NFL. A guy who got to see this Houston Texans team just a week ago as he covers the New England Patriots. His website is Sports uh, Boston Sports Journal. Of course, you know him from years at uh, Sports Illustrated and other places. Greg Bedard joins us now. Greg, good morning to you, man. Thanks for jumping on. Morning. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So uh, I guess uh, you got to see this Texans team just a week ago. Uh, They had the joint practices with the Patriots. Biggest takeaway from this Texans team, uh, the 2017 version at least. Um, wait, say that again. Sorry, I was just I just got distracted for a second. <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> problem. The, uh, Thanks to the Texans. The, the, the Texans, you got to see them a week ago here in New Orleans. We'll get to see them today in the joint practice with the Saints. What, what's the biggest takeaway for you in this Texans team? Yeah, I saw them in West Virginia for a couple of joint practices, and then I saw them in the game. Um, biggest thing for me is um, that defensive front continues to be a lot of problems, and it's not just J.J. Watt and Whitney Merciless. It's you know also they have a they have some really good young defensive linemen that really um, took it to the Patriots backups last week. Um, it'll be interesting to see if Clowney's more in the mix. Uh, this week because he was not last week at all, um, which was a little bit disappointing because, I mean, when you think about having to block Watt, Merciless, and Clowney, I mean, you can understand why, you know, the Texans are going to be in the thick of their divisional race again um, and threaten a playoff spot. But, uh, you know, I think those are the big things. We also didn't see Hopkins at all last week. so It was hard to judge the offense. I thought Tom Savage played well overall in practices and in the game. Deshaun Watson... You know, people will be – I was certainly impressed. You could see why he did what he did at Clemson, why he was a, a – why the Texans traded up to get him. He is a little bit erratic, though, so people will see balls thrown all over the place. He has a ways to go, um, you know, as far as becoming an NFL quarterback, but he's certainly on his way. Talking with Greg Bedard, uh, let's, let's talk a little bit about this Saints team. Uh, I don't know how much you've gotten to watch them so far. Obviously, the uh, week one against the, the Browns uh, weren't able to get to uh, Brock Osweiler much, but uh, at least we're able to put pressure on him. But later in that game against Sean Kaiser, they were able to get some sacks. And then this past week, didn't get to see Phillip Rivers in the game, but did get to uh, did get to Kellen Clemens a lot, got to a, a, a Cardell Jones a lot. A lot of pressure coming from 
Dennis Allen and this and this defense, particularly from the linebacker core, Mike Nolan coaching up that that group. What have you seen out of this Saints team, and, and can we expect a, a different a different defense this year? Uh, well, you know, I think that's being a little bit optimistic. You know, I will say that um, you know I'm a Dennis Allen fan. Um, I think that you know getting um, you know more time with this group, sort of in charge. I think it will. I'm, I'm a big believer in continuity. And, um, you know, having more time to get this group into his scheme, I think will be beneficial. I do think, you know, I, I do think that the linebacking core of this, this defense is certainly a strength. I mean, you know, I think Teo has played really well, uh, especially against the run. Um, I think, you know, Robertson's been all over the place. I mean, even a kid like Big Hill has been, you know, a, you know, a really, sort of bright spot for them. So, you know, I still think, look, when it comes to today's NFL, you got to be able to get pressure and you need to be able to get pressure with four, just four rushers, the four down linemen. And, and right now that they're even having to bring a lot of pressure from the linebacker, look, it's, that's boom or bust in this NFL. So, you know, if they have to do that all the time, you know, other teams are going to pick up on that and they're going to be able to exploit it. So it's really you know, you need to see more development from the defensive line, and you need to see, um, you know, better play out of the secondary, which, of course, has been an issue for years down there. Talk with Greg Bedard, uh, of course, runs a website, bostonsportsjournal.com. Here's, uh, of course, covering the NFL nationally. Uh, a couple more here on the Saints. Um, on the offense, obviously, look, this it's almost Tom Brady-like with Breeze. I mean, it doesn't matter who he has to throw the ball to. They trade Brandon Cooks in the offseason, and a lot of people expect this passing game not to drop off much. They've got Michael Thomas, the rookie, going into his second year, had a fantastic season last year. You've got the likes of... Ted Ginn coming in, still have Brandon Coleman, Willie Sneed, still a good mix in the passing game. But the running backs, um, Mark Mark Ingram's a guy they traded up four years ago uh, when they lost that game in Seattle. They said, we've got to be more balanced. We've got to uh, have more of a run game. They go up in the first, they get Mark Ingram, and he's turned out to be a pretty good back for him. But you add a dynamic like Adrian Peterson and the rookie running back Alvin Kamara, and this run game could be – it'll be interesting to see how they divvy up the snaps this year. Yeah. I mean, Chris, that's the million-dollar question. And, you know, look, I covered Mike McCarthy in Green Bay, and he it's funny because it was between Peyton and McCarthy for that job. Ultimately, they went with McCarthy. Um, but it's just funny how, you know, listening to Sean Payton like I have over the years and including recently when he was on Peter King's podcast, like, you know, they talk a good game in terms of the running game, and they obviously have put assets into that position. But, you know, you know, I'll believe it when I see it with Peyton. Because these guys, <laughs> especially, I mean, you know, and I can understand it because they have Drew Brees, who is still on top of this game. Um, you know, until they put their, their money where their mouth is as far as, okay, we are good. We put assets. We are we're going to be a run first team. We're going to we're going to control the ball. We're going to help out our defense that way, which really is what they need to do. I mean, I know Drew Brees and his weapons are great, but you know, <laughs> there's only so much defensively that the Saints are capable of. And if you took a if they took more of a page out of say the Cowboys playbook, where you know the Cowboys haven't talent wise haven't been that good on defense for a few years, but because of the running game and how that keeps them off the field, it keeps them fresh. Um, you know, that's a real benefit to the team. I mean, 
look, they have Adrian Peterson, they have Ingram, they have Kamara. I mean, that's still a capable back. So they have talent, but at the end of the day, is Peyton really going to go that route? Is he going to go down running the ball on third and six? Is he going to think about running the ball, or is he going to, or is he going to throw it all over the joint, or even third and three? I think that's the big question, one of the big questions with this team, and I think it's what a lot of people will be watching this year. Yeah, that's a good point. And, I mean, a lot of people remember that Super Bowl team in 09. I mean, they forget how balanced they were that year, running the ball with yeah. Pierre Thomas and Mike Mike Bell, and they were they were a balanced team. And more often than that, that's how you win games is when you're 50-50, uh, be able to run and pass the ball. Talking with uh, Greg Bedard of the Boston Sports Journal, uh, jumping on with us here for a couple minutes. Let's talk about the, this division, the, the NFC South. Obviously, look, everybody's going to pick Atlanta because they just went to the Super Bowl. They still got a lot of offensive weapons and still very talented. But when you look at the NFC South, who do you like this year? I mean, uh, some people talk Falcons at Super Bowl hangover. You know, Cam Newton had the down year last year. Can the Panthers bounce back? And then the Bucks seem to be the trendy pick everybody's buying into because, you know, one, they're on hard knocks, but they bring it to Sean uh, 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 what's his name? Deshaun Jackson. They draft O.J. Howard. What do you make of the NFC South this year? Uh, so it's a good question. I mean, I think it's uh, I don't know. I think it's uh, it, <laughs> I think it's going to be one of those divisions where they're just beating the hell out of each other, and we're going to be halfway, <laughs> three quarters of the, the, through the year, and we're going to be like, all right. Who's going to win this division at eight and eight or nine and seven? Not because they're bad, but just because I think everybody's relatively close. I mean, look, the Falcons are the most talented team in that division. I mean, they just—they are. But how are they going to deal with what happened last year? I mean, coaches, you know, sing the same song about how, like, well, this year is different and this and that. You know, it's proven if you go back and you look at teams that have been stunned in the postseason. I did a story on this a few years ago because I was relating it to what the Packers had blown a game and then um, the Seahawks had blown the Super Bowl. And, you know, I talked to Pete Carroll and Mike McCarthy, and those guys just avoided the topic pretty much altogether. And it did not go well for their team. So, I, you know, I think the Falcons are going to have a big hangover this year, and I think that's going to let everybody else in. And, and I don't know who out of the, the pack is going to emerge. I just think... You know, I, I don't. Lo- I can understand the love of Tampa. I don't love them because I think Jameis is too careless with the ball, and I just don't. You know, I, I I just don't have a lot of faith in Deshaun Jackson staying healthy and things like that. The Panthers, they're a little bit in disarray with the GM thing going on. The Saints, I just don't think they're that talented overall with what they've had to go through with the salary cap, and and so, you know, you got to think that the Falcons have the edge right now. But I think it's going to be really close for a long time, and. You know, I think it'll make for a good "quote unquote" pennant race. Just one more thought in there. I know you touched on it, but but Steve Sarkeesian coming in and, and running that offense. I mean, how much does yeah. that change the dynamic of what they do? Matt Ryan and, and Julio Jones is that offense going to change a lot with with Shanahan leaving? Well, I mean, I think Sarkeesian is smart enough, and I think Dan, I know Dan Quinn is smart enough to be like, you know, because one thing, uh, you know, I covered the Dolphins when Nick Saban was there. And Dan Quinn was on that staff, and, and Dan's learned from a lot of people. And one of the things that I thought was really smart that Nick was going to do if he stayed was he talked about we're going to have one playbook. We're going to have a Dolphins, Dolphins defense playbook. We're going to have a Dolphins offense playbook. And we're not going to just be hiring offensive coordinators and then switching to their system. That is a path to nowhere in this league. And we've seen it, you know, just 
for you guys with the Saints defense in, in recent years, where it's they're bringing in this guy and they're changing and this and that and no, it just it doesn't work. And so I think from from what I've gleaned that Quinn has told him we're sticking with our playbook and we're doing we're doing what we've done because it's worked for us, and it's worked for Matt, and so that's what we're going to do. You know, but still, the bottom line is. Sarkeesian is not Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan is one of the most creative play callers in this league. Um, There's certainly going to be a drop-off there, and I think you're going to see Matt Ryan struggle at times because it's just that's a lot of change. And I think it's I think it was good for you to bring it up because I think it's it's one of those underrated things where fans don't really understand that you know those type of changes are huge and they really have a long-term impact. He is Greg Bedard, longtime uh, NFL writer covering the NFL, and has his new website, bostonsportsjournal.com. And for those folks down here, maybe not particularly Patriots fans, but i got a good number of buddies here in New Orleans who are big-time Red Sox fans. So anyone interested in uh, checking out his stuff, you can do so, bostonsportsjournal.com. Greg, thanks so much for jumping on with us, man. We appreciate it. Anytime. Thanks, bud. All right, appreciate it. Greg Bedard of uh, bostonsportsjournal.com. Of course, spent years with uh, – uh, SI.com and many other different outlets covering the NFL and uh, we'd love to get his perspective because um, he's honest with you and you heard it right there he's not not buying into the Saints team even with the upgrades on defense different pieces that they've added he still doesn't think it's enough and obviously salary cap has been a big problem with this team and hey missed draft picks as well that's been a big issue as well all right it's 9 18 we'll take a quick break we'll come back we'll continue to get you uh, set Talk to some uh, Texans, uh, Saints joint practices. They're getting underway today, and then they'll have their preseason game this Saturday. It's the Chris Gordy Show right here on Sports 1280 New Orleans. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.